Kira, when I agreed to do this episode, I was kind of hoping to get my heart rate up a bit. You know, break a bit of a sweat. You'll be sweating in a minute, Vincent. Here, shove this hot water bottle under your duvet. Are you sure this is a thing? Vincent, sleep racing is all the rage. And I'm aiming for gold. So can you get the light, please? Welcome to KitCast. I'm telling you, I was not impressed when my alarm went off. But here we are. It's Kira and... Vincent Myersko. With KitCast episode 4... The sporty one! And believe it or not, competitive sleeping is a sport and those involved take it very seriously, Vincent. But you like to get a bit more energetic than that, don't you? Yes, I do. I play hockey, rugby, tennis, golf and athletics. And do you do all of those sports every single week? Mostly, yes. I play rugby on a Saturday and then hockey on a Sunday and then tennis twice a week. Right. And when do you play golf? Yeah, sort of for fun. So the others are not for fun. They're very serious, are they? Serious and for fun. If you had to pick one of those sports to do this afternoon, what would you say would be your first choice? I'd say definitely rugby. I train on Saturdays. And has your coach ever given you any very important advice? He says this thing, team means together, everyone achieves more. That's very important for any sport, really, isn't it? Yes. What do you enjoy most about playing sports? That it's competitive. All sports need a certain amount of aggression, such as athletics. You need to use all your energy for that one sprint. It's important for your mental and physical health. It's good just to stay fit and it's good for your muscles. For your mental health, you can get rid of all your anger, getting this really big boost. My sister was telling me about these happy feelings that you release when you do exercise. They're called endorphins. It's the same happy feeling when you eat ice cream. So are you telling me then, Vincent, that if I wasn't very sporty, I could just sit at home eating ice cream and I would be just as happy as you who's out on the rugby pitch? Well, maybe. No. It's probably not a good game plan. Do you think sport plays a part in kind of bringing people and communities together? Yeah, we have this thing in the park Mm -hmm. every Friday night in the summer. So we all go down to the soccer pitch and we bring tags with us and then we play tag rugby. Oh, wow. So it's not just about keeping fit and healthy, but also about socialising and hanging out with friends. So it certainly sounds like you are a sports fanatic, Vincent. And I believe we're going to be joined by lots more sports enthusiasts on the show today. That's right. I'm going to be chatting to Amara in Scotland. Tilly is on game time with sports person Who Am I? Aoife and Jacob are popping by to tell us all about the Special Olympics. And as the country goes wild for the Six Nations, former Ireland women's captain Fiona Coughlin joins us to talk about all things rugby. But before all of that, Kira. Emma has a sports riddle for us. Hi, I'm Emma. I'm 10 years old and I'm from Cork. Here's this week's sports riddle. Tom is running a race and he overtakes the person in second place. What position is Tom in? Vincent, where's Tom now? I'm not sure. Right, well, let's let's just hold that thought and we'll come back to it at the end of the show. We're really spoiled for choice with all the riddles and jokes that you're sending in to us on info at kidcast.ie and Kidcast Podcast on Facebook and Kidcast Pod on Instagram. Thank you very much, Vincent. You know, I have to say I laughed so hard this week at a joke that was sent in from Mrs. Brandon's class in Clare Galway National School. What did one toilet say to the other? I don't know. You look a bit flushed.
<laughs> Nothing to do with sports, but it really made me laugh. Well, back to sport now, Kira. Focus. Here's Ashin and Chloe with today's sports news. Kidcast News. Hi, I'm Chloe. And I'm Ashin, reporting for Kidcast News. News. In this week's headlines, Sports Kid of the Year, Pitch Side Catch Up with Pico Lopez, and Katie Taylor's Homecoming Fight. 11 year old Carter Bonus from Florida was recently named Sports Kid of the Year. Carter was diagnosed with autism at eight years old. Fast forward three short years, and Carter is now a golfer, an autism advocate, and a businessman. He started his line of golf clothing during the pandemic. Carter tells us he has a superpower. That superpower is autism. Now I'm joined by Shamrock Rovers defender Pico Lopez. Thanks Chloe, thanks for having me. How does it feel to be reigning champions for the third year in a row? It's brilliant, obviously it's what you set out to do at the start of the season. First of all, we retained the title for the third time and it's great to share in the community and with the fans. What's the focus this season to ensure you take home the trophy for a fourth time? It's just trying to refocus and, uh, as you say, be competitive in every game. We're striving to match the great four in a row team, so uh, a fourth title in a row would be fantastic for us. How intense is training at a professional level? It's very intense. Uh, we take it very seriously and obviously we try to push each other every day in training to get better. Do you follow a strict diet? I would, yeah. I let myself have a little treat on the weekend, but Monday to Friday, it's, it's very strict. So many of our listeners aspire to be just like you when they grow up. What advice could you offer them to fulfil their dreams? Work hard at it every day. If, if it's something you love, make sure you give it that time and attention and just love being a part of it. Thank you very much. Now back to the studios. Thanks, Pico. Thanks, Chloe. The pride of Ireland, Katie Taylor's homecoming fight as the current lightweight champion of the world will take place in 2023. The venue is yet unknown, but popular opinion is that Krug Park should host the event. Katie has won all of her 22 professional bouts to date. I'm Oshing. And I'm Chloe. And that's, that's your KidCast Kid News. Chloe, I can't let you go without telling us about meeting Pico. What's he like? Pico is very funny. He's really good at speaking and he's a great football player. Did you enjoy meeting him? Yeah, it was amazing, yeah. Well, it was a great interview. Well done. And you guys play sports yourself, don't you? Oshin, what sports do you play? I play Gaelic soccer, handball, swimming and chess. Wow. So you must be quite busy during the week, are you? Yeah. And can you tell me a little bit about chess? How did you get into that? I saw it on the internet and then mum bought me one and then I went to this place in the library in Kutil. You have to really concentrate. A game would normally last seven minutes, but then if it was like a big game, like it might last 15. Thanks, Oshin. That's really interesting. What sports do you do, Chloe? I do Gaelic with my school. I do cycling with my dad at mountain biking and I also do running. My favourite sport is probably swimming. I also heard you do cyclocross. What's that? Cyclocross is basically racing the same court and multiple times for like 10 kilometers and you just keep on doing that for about three hours or whatever. Three hours? Yeah, and there's lots of obstacles as well. So you have to like lift your bike up and jump over like hurls and stuff. You know, there are some unusual sports played in Scotland too. This week I chatted to Amara, who told me a bit about them. Hi, 
am American Scotland. Scotland is in Great Britain, just above England. The capital of Scotland is Edinburgh, and the country has a population of 5.4 million, just a little more than Ireland. Our weather is also similar to Ireland, maybe even colder and wetter if you can imagine that. And just like Ireland, we have our own Gaelic language too. Scots Gaelic. Hello, camera tattoo. Hi, Amara. Tom Margaret. So, Amara, to get us started, can you tell us three things about Scotland that our listeners probably don't know? home to Europe's oldest tree, it's a twisted U. Some say it's been 3,000 to 9,000 years. Cool. Scotland is home to the tallest waterfall in Britain. My third one, the raincoat is invented in Scotland by Charles Rennie Mackinshaws. Oh, that makes sense, because you can also call it a rain mac. Yeah. I read that your national animal is a unicorn. Yeah, that's correct. That's so cool. Are there any traditional Scottish sports? So, golf, that one is the most popular one. Uh, and then the other traditional ones are curling, shinty, Gaelic football, ice hockey and stone skipping. Wow. Is Gaelic football the same as Ireland? I'm not too sure, actually, but I'm sure it's quite similar. Is golf popular because golf was invented in Scotland? Yeah. So how do you play curling, then? It's played on ice, where two teams take it in turns to slide stones made out of granite towards a target known as a house. Cool. Now what's shinty? So shinty is where you have a ball and like a stick, and I think you're trying to get it into a little um, target. What sports do you play? It's school. Right now, when we do gym, we are doing um, rugby, and I'm enjoying that. But it's non-contact, so it's not very violent. Oh, I play rugby for a club. I do contact, though. Oh, okay. Is it like tag rugby? Yeah, so you're going to touch them, and then you have to get on side, and then they have to pass you the ball. What's your favourite traditional Scottish food, and have you ever eaten haggis? I like tatty scones. So they're basically a potato that's kind of, it's similar to bread, but it's kind of got potato in it and you fry it in a pan. Lovely. I can't remember eating haggis. What's the most celebrated festival or holiday in Scotland? So Burns Night, and that's on the 25th of January. It's celebrating a famous poet, Robert Burns. He died July 21st, 1796, and we ate haggis, neeps and tatties, which were turnip and potatoes. There's a poem about him. Some hay meat, but can't eat, but some would eat that want it. But we hay meat, and we can eat, say let the Lord be thank it. And hay means have. Okay. And New Year's Eve in Scotland, that's Hogmanay. A lot of like big Scottish people like celebrate that. When do you wear a kilt? It's Scottish weddings and Kayleys, so it's quite a traditional Scottish dance. Wow, it's really interesting. If I were to go to Scotland, where would I go and what would I see? Arthur Sea in Edinburgh Castle. Arthur Sea is a very, very old volcano, but it's not a volcano anymore. So it's a dormant volcano. Yeah. The Isle of Skye, home to the fairy pools. And Loch Lomond, home to the Loch Ness, where you can go to see if you can spot Nessie the Loch Ness monster. Ooh, can you tell me some Scottish slang words? So I, that means yes. Nay means no. Dinny means don't. Bairn means child. And blether means talk. So we're doing a lot of blethering now. <laughs> yes, we are. On that note, it's time for us to say goodbye. Thanks so much, Amara, for joining me on Kickcast. No problem, I've loved it. Bye. Bye.
Oh, wow. Amara was so lovely. You know, one of the shortest flights I was ever on was a flight to Glasgow. Honestly, I think it took about 20 minutes. We had just taken off and then the captain said, OK, fasten your seatbelts, we're preparing to land. It's mad how we're so close, but the countries are so different. I've never heard of Shinty before. It sounds like a different version of hurling. Yeah, like with the, with the yep. stick and the ball. With the stick. And speaking of strange sports, have you ever heard of competitive ironing? No, I haven't. So this is an extreme sport where people who clearly are very into ironing take their ironing boards to remote locations to iron pieces of clothing. So I was looking at YouTube videos of people ironing in the middle of rivers and on the top of mountains. And there was even a video of somebody who was doing like an upside down piggyback on somebody and then like ironing behind them. Big upward. Are you into ironing? Sort of. Have you ever done it? Yes, I have. Oh, fair play, fair play. Any funny sports that you know of? I've heard of this one, a welly chucking competition. What's that one? Well, there's different rules depending on where it's played. In Somerset in England, the welly has to be filled with water and it needs to be roughly the same size as the foot of the throw. Do you know the furthest a welly has ever been thrown? The Guinness World Record is nearly 64 metres. That's insanely far. Like the width of Croke Park is about 88 metres so that's nearly from one side of Croke Park to the other. There's another funny sport that I've heard of from England. It's the cheese rolling competition in Gloucester. Isn't that the one where they roll the nine pound Gloucester cheese down the hill? Yes, that's right. And do you know what happens next? Everyone rolls after it and the first to cross the finish line gets the cheese. Well, that'd be fun if they were all rolling down the hill, but I think they're allowed to run down the hill. So I think the cheese gets a one second start ahead of the runners and the first person to catch it is the winner. What other funny sports can you tell me about? There's the wife carrying one. It started in Finland in the 90s and the male competitor has to run through two dry obstacles and one wet one, carrying a female teammate. But... She has to weigh at least 49 kilograms. Well, that, I suppose, is to make it fair that you don't find, like, the smallest, thinnest woman going and then it's very, very easy to win, wouldn't it be? I presume the winner is the first to complete the course. Well, you can't presume anything with these crazy sports, but yes, you are correct. I hope Tilly doesn't have a random sports person for us next on our Who Am I game. Hi, I'm Tilly. I'm 11 years old and I'm from Dublin. For this week's sports episode, we're playing Who Am I? Are you ready to guess who I'm thinking of? Hi, Tilly. Hello. Do you know, Tilly, I'm actually a little bit nervous about this game because I'm awful at names. What about you, Vincent? Are you good at remembering names? Yes. Okay, good. Right. Before we play the game, Tilly, do you want to tell me about some of the sports that you're involved with? I do gymnastics for four hours every week. Four hours? Is that four hours in one go? Uh, It's two and a half hours one, one day and then one and a half hours another day. How do you feel after that? I feel very tired. My coach says I'm like a golden retriever. I use all my energy at once and then I'm just very tired. That's kind of like what Vincent was saying as well. He was telling me earlier about sprinting. And and what else do you play? I play hockey and I also play Olympic handball with my school. I play hockey too. Tell us about Olympic handball. It's a mix of ice hockey, basketball and another sport that I can't remember. It's played on normal ground but with ice hockey they have a big goalie area that no one can go in and neither you can Olympic handball. You can only hold the ball for three seconds. You have to pass it to someone else in that time. Cool. Okay Tilly, tell us how we're going to play your game today. So I have to write down 
the name of a famous sports person and you get 10 questions to guess who I am. But the questions can only be answered with yes or no. Are you ready? I sure am. Yep, we are. Let's play. What's your first question? Is it a contact sport? No. It's not a contact sport. Maybe we should whittle it down to know whether or not it's a man or a woman first to like, let's weave out 50% of the population of sports. So, is it a woman? Yes. Okay. That's two. Is there a ball involved? Yes. Are you Irish? No. I thought that would make it a bit easier. Okay, that's four. Gosh, this is harder than I thought. Are they from Europe? No. Are you American? Yes. Do you think you know what it is? We're on number six, okay? So I'm going to ask Vincent to write down his answer. He thinks he knows who it is. But we're going to ask four more questions to help our listeners at home who may not have figured out who it is just yet, okay? So Vincent, what's your seventh question? Is the sport tennis? Yes. Does she have a sister who plays tennis? Yes. <gasps> okay, two more questions so that our listeners at home, if they don't have any idea who it is, what's going to make them get it? Was she ever number one in tennis? Yes. Does she still play tennis professionally? No. Okay, Vincent, are you still sure of your answer? Yeah. And you're not going to go for the sister? Because I can see what he's written down. I think I'll just go. Go with your gut, Vincent. Yeah. Is it Serena Williams? Yes. Oh, well done. Tilly's holding up her piece of paper to show us that it is, in fact, Serena Williams. Well done, Tilly. That was excellent. Thanks for a great game, Tilly. Bye. Bye. It's game time. Hi, I'm Elsie and I'm from Mullingale. I am five years old. I would like to know when the Olympics started. The first known Olympics started in 776 BC at Olympia in Greece as a sporting celebration for Greece's most famous god Zeus. However, the modern Olympic Games as we know them were revived by French man Baron Pierre de Coubertin and took place in Athens in Greece in 1896. Thanks so much Elsie and Liam for your question of the week. We've never hosted the Olympics, Vincent, have we? No, and we're a long way off getting the chance. You know it cost the Brazilian government over 4.3 billion euro to host the Rio Olympics. We just don't have that kind of money knocking around. We don't, and if we did, we'd probably be spending it on housing and hospitals, wouldn't we? Yeah, but we also don't meet the requirements, like security, for example. Do you think we'd have the facilities to host the Olympics? I'd say we have most of the facilities. We have the three arena, but we'd have to build at least two new stadia. But we could use Croke Park and the Aviva for football. And the RDS for horse riding. That's a really lovely venue. And the National Aquatic Centre for swimming. But it's not just the money we'd need for new venues. We'd have to have the space to build them as well. Like Ireland is a small country, isn't it? It is. And where would everybody stay? Apparently we'd need an extra 5,000 hotel beds in Dublin. Well, do you know, at least we were lucky enough to host the Special Olympics. That was so exciting back in 2018. Yeah, there was such a great buzz around the country. Hi, I'm Aoife, and myself and Jacob would like to tell you about the Special Olympics. The Special Olympics is the world's largest sports organisation for children and adults with intellectual and physical disabilities. Five million participants from over 170 countries trained in over 30 sports with the Special Olympics. 
Eunice Kennedy Shriver started the games in Washington DC in 1968. She wanted to tackle the worldwide struggle for everyone to be accepted and welcomed regardless of their ability or disability. The Special Olympics are held every two years, alternating with the Summer and Winter Games. The next games will be held this summer in Berlin. The Special Olympics Young Athletes Programme is for children aged 2 to 7, with and without intellectual disabilities. Jacob trains in swimming and rebel rockets with the Young Athletes Programme. My name is Jacob. I'm second. I'm first class. I'm Cork. I started training with Young Athletes when I was four. I train two times a week. Saturday and Sundays. I'm swimming, level rockets, and swimming. Am I swimming? I do blasting, kicking, underwater, and floating. I do love level rockets, kicking, running, duck, duck, goose. I wear red and black jumper. I Love playing with my friends. Well done, Aoife and Jacob. And my goodness, Jacob certainly sounds like he's well on his way to being part of the Irish team when he's older. Best of luck with your training, Jacob. And if the other Irish teams have to wait another few years for the Irish Olympics, at least we can be guaranteed a sporting frenzy at the All Ireland this summer. That's right, the hottest tickets in town. Who are the favourites to win, do you think? I'd say Kerry. Do you know Kerry have already won 38 All-Ireland Finals? 38 wins. Are you sure you got your facts correct? I'm sure. I know they're successful, but I didn't think they were that successful. When were the first All-Irelands, do you know? Well, the first finals in Croke Park were in 1886. And Tipperary won the football and the hurling that day. A great day for Tipperary, so. But it wasn't always so great for GAA. I remember on our last episode, Annabelle was telling us about the time when we weren't allowed to play our national sports. Do you remember that? That's right. It was almost impossible possible to stop people playing Gaelic and hurling and they actually just got more and more popular. So when was the Gaelic Athletic Association formed? In 1884. So at that time rugby was becoming more and more popular so the GAA wanted to promote our own national games. And we have some GAA players from Glenagilla National School in Calorgan, County Kerry with this week's Did You Know? Knock knock. Who's there? Tennis. Tennis who? Ten is five plus five. <laughs> Did you know, according to the Encyclopedia of World Sports, there are 8,000 different sports games played around the world. Did you know, wrestling is considered to be the oldest sport in the world. Cave paintings of wrestling discovered in France date back over 15,000 years. Did you know Olympic gold medals are mostly made of silver, not gold? They haven't been made of pure gold since 1912. Did you know outside of Ireland there are over 400 GAA clubs around the world? Did you know the longest tennis match took place in Wimbledon in 2010 and lasted 11 hours and 5 minutes? Did you know the average golf ball has around 336 dimples? Their purpose is to make them travel further through the air. 
Did you know that baseball umpires have to wear black underwear? This rule was established in case their trousers split on a game. Did you know bog snorkeling is where competitors race to the end of the bog trench without using any typical swimming techniques? They must rely on flipper power alone. Why can't Cinderella save a goal? I have no idea. Because she always runs away from the ball. <laughs> Thanks to our jokers Jake and Kira, and to our Kerry GAA players for their wonderful facts. It's not just hilarious that baseball umpires have to wear black pants in case their trousers split. Had you ever heard of that before? No. Do you know any other funny rules in different sports? Oh, well, polo discriminates against lefties. What? Polo rule 28E says you have to hold your mallet in your right hand, so no left-handed players. Really? That is very unfair. And in tennis, if your hat falls off or your ball falls out of your pocket, the point has to be replayed. Why do you think that is? Because it will distract the player playing. That's fair, actually, isn't it? Because you could use that as a tactic, couldn't you? Yes, you could. What would you say are basic rules for sports, Vincent? Well, one, be on time for training and competitions. Two, follow the dress code and use proper equipment. No, understand and play by the rules. Four, be respectful to other players. And lastly, celebrate with class and lose with grace. Excellent, Vincent. A lot of those are just basic manners, really, because when we're playing sport, the most important thing is probably that we're having fun. And so if you're not doing the things that you just described, then you're not really having fun, are you? Rules are important to keep us safe, too, especially when I'm playing rugby, something Fiona Coughlin knows all about. Hi, Fiona. Welcome to KidCast. Thanks for having me on. Fiona, you have played in three Women's Rugby World Cups and captained the team that won the Six Nations in 2013. How did you become an international rugby player? I am from Dublin, but I went to college down in Limerick to do PE teaching and I just wanted a new challenge and something different, so I signed up for the rugby team. But I didn't actually enjoy it when I went down to the first session because I just thought there was lots of standing around because it's really technical and I didn't actually go back, but then they were stuck for players to play a match, so I went down to play the match and I absolutely absolutely loved it and I never looked back. Were you involved in any other sports growing up? I played a bit of everything. So my first sport was uh, horse riding and then did a bit of tennis and then I went to secondary school and I was playing basketball and hockey and then the local clubs set up a GA team. So for the first time they had no girls or women's GA before and I started that. So I was playing loads of sports, yeah, but never rugby. I didn't play rugby until I went to college. Who was your sports hero growing up? I loved Steffi Graf. I watched Wimbledon every year in particular and I just thought she was just amazing. She was really quiet and unassuming, but she was just so aggressive on the court. I did not really have any role models from a rugby perspective because, well, I didn't see any women's rugby, but I suppose being from Clontarf and Brian O'Driscoll's from Clontarf, he kind of was getting recognition and kind of hitting the headlines when I was starting to play rugby, so kind of looked up to him. What's the training like for the World Cup or Six Nations? Thankfully now they're professional. Literally just in November, uh, the women's team have gone professional, but uh, we were all working. So we used to have to train in the morning in the gym at 10 to 6. Then we had to go to work. And then some days we had a double training day, so we'd be on the pitch that evening. You'd probably do that three days a week and then you'd have another day that you'd just do a session on your own. Going into a Six Nations, you'd be in camp every weekend in January together from a Friday night to a Sunday evening. While the training was tough and you gave up a lot of time, when you're around your friends, it makes it so much easier. Do you have any major injuries? I don't know if you can see it. I 
split my head open there and uh, I lost a tooth. I was really lucky and I was really lucky to be able to retire on my own terms that I wasn't retiring because of injury. Do you have any injuries? I normally get like some little hedge injuries, but other than that, it's fine. But they check them out. Yeah. Very good. The IRFU has been accused of not being very interested in women's rugby. Do you think the game is in a better place now since the recommendations last year? Well, it's tough. Uh, Ireland lost badly, so it's tough to know. But look, yeah, it is. We just have to grow the game as well and get more young girls playing and get them into clubs and get it going in schools as well. They'd be tracked in terms of their athletic development, but also their skill development as well. So how fast and how strong they are, but how good they are at decision making. And that's hopefully going to improve then the standard at international level. What is your best memory of playing internationally? Obviously, the Grand Slam was actually a really bad game of rugby, but we got to lift the shiny trophy at the end. So that was great. And then beating New Zealand in the World Cup in 2014. They were unbeaten at World Cup, so it was pretty special. And we actually played really well. It was probably my favourite game that we ever played. My last question for you, Fiona. Do you have any good rugby jokes? A rugby player went to the doctor and said, I have a sore calf and pointed at his calf and I have a sore quad and he touched his quad and I have a sore bicep and he touched his bicep and the doctor said, you've got a broken finger. (laughs) I tried playing rugby. I thought I did well, except all they said was nice try. (laughs) Well, thanks so much, Fiona, for joining me on KidCast. Thanks. Bye. Great interview, Vincent. And a big thanks to Fiona, because I know she's very busy covering the women's Six Nations at the moment, so we are very lucky to chat with her on KidCast today. Have you figured out Emma's riddle yet? Let's get her to remind us what it was. So just to remind you, Tom's running a race and he overtakes the person in second place. What place is Tom in? I think Tom is in third place. Is Tom in third place, Emma? The answer is second place. Oh, yeah. Oh, now that was quite complicated, wasn't it, Vincent? Yes, it was. Yeah, I think we needed a visual for that one. Maybe our Riddlers should send us in a little drawing to accompany their challenge. What do you reckon? That would be a lot of help. Yes, it would. New rule. New KitKaz rule. <laughs> and speaking of sending things in, a reminder that you can get in touch with us at info at and on Facebook and Instagram too. This week we heard from Harper in Mayo. Hi, Harper. And Sadie and her sisters in Port Arlington. And we even had a lovely message from Tomas in Auckland. So hi, guys. Thank you to everyone who got in touch and a big thanks to everyone who took part today as well. Vincent, you have been a good sport, as some might say. Thanks. I'm Kira, and you've been listening to KidCast. Supported by RTE Kids and the Arts Council. And keeping up with our sporting team, we're headed off to Hope National School in Dublin on next week's KidCast School Tour. So make sure you tune in for that. See you next time and don't forget to subscribe. Bye.